This podcast is brought to you by The City Church in Mississauga, Ontario. For more information, please visit thecitychurch.ca. How you guys doing? <laughs> so glad you guys are here. Welcome to our youth takeover service. Hey, one more time, can we give it up for our youth worship team? That was so awesome. So awesome. So proud of those guys, man. It really is uh, the, the joy and privilege of Jane and I's life to get to do what we do. But we're going to jump right in, okay? So if you have your Bibles or if you're taking notes, why don't you go to Matthew chapter 4. This is gospel, or Matthew's gospel, Matthew's version of Jesus' time here on earth. So we're going to go to Matthew. We're going to go to chapter 5. Sorry, chapter 5. As we're turning there, thank you, Pastor Brent. Thank you, Pastor Nicole, for believing in the youth and for loving the youth and giving them the chance to be able to do a service like this and do worship. Can we just thank our pastors really quick? Give them some honor where honor's due. Thank you, guys. We really love you. So appreciate it. All right, well, let's jump in, okay? Matthew chapter 5, one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. It says this, okay? I'm reading from the message version. It says, you're here to be light. That's why we are on this planet. No matter who you are, no matter where you come from, God's purpose for you, God has put you here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If God makes you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, and let's say this last word together, one, two, three, shine. God's purpose for you is to shine. God created you to shine. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what your family's like. God has put you on this planet to shine. What do I mean that, that, by that? I mean that what God is doing in you was never meant to stay on the inside of you. That what God is working, what God is healing, how God is speaking to you, your story, your God journey, God never intended for it to stay on the inside of you. What God is doing on the inside of you is meant to be reflected on the outside of you. God's purpose for all of us together is to be a light in this dark world. To be a light in a dark place. It says it right there so clearly. You're here. To be light. God is not talking about a career path. God is talking about a divine, heavenly calling that he's placed on the inside of each one of us. And it is our responsibility to not keep it a secret, to not hide it under a bucket, but to let the world see, to shine in a dark place and say, this is who God is. This is how God is not just working in me, but how God is working through me. God has put you, God has put us on this planet to shine. God wants to use us. God wants to use you to shine in the darkness for others to see him. Title of my message, I'm a youth pastor, so I like this message, this title, Get Lit. Get Lit. I know you parents are just pretending like you know what that means. Get Lit. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much 
for your word. We thank you that it's a light unto our feet. God, that it, it reveals what you want for us, God. God, for the next couple of minutes, God, we just open up our entire self to you, God. Every area. No area is off limits for you to, to speak to, to work on. God, we want and need to be changed by you. God, I pray for all of us, God, that you would remind us, God, of the, the purpose that we have, which is to shine here on earth. And God, we just take a second. God, we pray for conference coming up this weekend, God. Thank you for entrusting us with the opportunity to make a difference in the lives of young people, God. We pray that this weekend that every student would move closer to you, that every student would move deeper in community, and that every student would move forward in their leadership. God, we're so excited. God, we're declaring that it is going to be awesome. We love you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen, amen. Hey, do you uh, have... You know, one of those friends that, like, can get you whatever you need. Like, you know, you, you got that person like, oh, I know a guy. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, you know, I, I really want th this pair of shoes. Oh, I know a guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what the youth call this person is a plug. Like, oh, I got a plug. You know what I'm talking about? Now, this is, the, uh, this is not the Greek definition. This is the urban dictionary definition. Um, it says, a person who has... Everything you need. A person who has everything that you need. You know, isn't it so nice when we have a hookup? You know what I'm talking about? Isn't it nice when we have a connection? Isn't it awesome when we have a plug? Well, I have this friend, and um, man, this guy's great. He actually, uh, he actually works at the Rogers Center where the Blue Jays play, okay? Um, now, listen. I don't like baseball, but I like food. Okay, God bless you if you like baseball. It's fine. We'll just pray for you that you would get converted to a basketball fan after service. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awesome. Just kidding. We love you all. We're accepting of everybody. Um, but, uh, you know, I have this friend. He works there. So uh, he actually um, makes it possible for uh, me to get to go to a game and to, uh, you know, again, I'm not there for the game, though. I'm there for the food. Okay, I'm there to, there to eat. Um, and it's not just awesome uh, because we get to go to the game, but not only do we get, like, just, like, tickets, like, we get to sit in a booth. I get bougie, okay? Like, it is awesome. It is so awesome. Uh, crazy story about this friend, actually, a couple weeks ago. Um, he was just working, and uh, he was just working, doing his thing, and a guy came up to him and said, just a, a younger kid, and he said, hey, man, uh, I just don't know where the best cell service is in the building. Can you just, like, tell me, like, maybe where to stand or whatever? He said, yeah, just, you know, go stand over there. Guy was like, thanks, appreciate that. Um, a little bit uh, later, uh, the, my friend saw this guy just walking, uh, walking down the hall, but there's, like a, like, a lot of people, like, surrounding him or whatever. Turns out this kid asking for cell service was none other than Sean Mendez. Sean Mendez. Here's that one thing I don't even know how. It's like, I can't help my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know it because I only listen to worship music, unlike you guys. But one time I accidentally turned on the radio. And then I prayed immediately afterwards. I turned on Hillsong. And uh, <laughs> that song is so funny, actually, because I don't know if you've seen the music video for it. Um, uh, but in the music video, he's running on a treadmill. Um, the only reason I know that, and it, this is so annoying, is that they play it at my gym. So I'm there running on the treadmill 
watching Sean Mendez run on a treadmill, thinking to myself, I'm never going to look like Sean Mendez running on a treadmill. Thanks, Planet Fitness. Appreciate that. But anyway, my, my friend, uh, it's awesome because, like, we get the hookup, man. Like, you know, we don't get to just eat, like, like, common folk food at a baseball game, like hot dogs and popcorn. No, 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 no. I'm talking prosciutto. Come on, somebody. Who knows that charcuterie boards are life? Come on. Man, yes. <laughs> Listen, if you invite me to your party, you have a charcuterie board, like, just put prosciutto on it. I don't, like, I don't eat olives. No, 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 no. If you just give me, like, a whole wheel of brie cheese and prosciutto, I'm good to go. Um, I love it, man. We don't just have prosciutto. We have gelato. Not ice cream. Gelato. Apparently, there's a difference. Did not know this. Anyway, amazing. Such a cool experience. Oh, my gosh. Listen, though, I would never be able to have that experience if it had not been for my plug. I would never have been able to have that experience if I didn't have somebody who has all the prosciutto that I could need. Wouldn't happen. In my life, I want to have the kind of life where I can look back on it 50 years from now and say there's no way I could have experienced the things that I experienced had it not been for a God who has everything that I need. Jesus is my plug. I want to look back at my marriage and be like, it was only the way it was because God was at the center of it. I want to look back 50 years from now at the city church and be like, man, God, that was all God. That was not me. That was not Pastor Brent and Nicole. That was God working in and reflecting out of a group of people who decided and reminded themselves that we need a plug. If we're going to do what God has called us to, if God is not only going to work in us, but God is going to work through us, we need to recognize that he is our plug. He is our plug. Here's my first thought today. Light requires a source. Light requires a source. Now, these lights are amazing, okay? I remember the first time I saw a picture of this auditorium, and I was like, oh my gosh, those are the coolest lights Ever. And by the way, can we just give a quick shout out to the people in the booth at the back? Come on. Now, usually we don't notice them until something goes wrong. But we want to thank you guys one more time. Let's put our hands together. They make it possible, okay? Here's the thing. These lights are great. If they're not connected to an energy source, they're useless. The lights are amazing. They're cool when they're plugged in. Otherwise, it's just some metal and some wire and some, some, some parts, some bolts. Just, just a, it's, I don't even know what a light is made of. I'm trying to like think on the spot. I eat charcuterie boards. I don't, I don't know. This is electrician work, apparently, this. But, um, like a light is just a light. It's just a, a hunk of scrap metal if it's not connected to the right source. All light, if we're going to shine, we need a plug. We need a source. We need to be plugged in to Jesus. I love this verse in John chapter 8. Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me 
will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Without a source, a light bulb is useless. A light bulb can want to, be, to, want to shine bright. A light bulb can pray to shine bright. A light bulb can do a lot of things, but if it's not actually plugged into the source, it's just not going to shine. We need to recognize today that light requires a source. For us to shine, we need to have the right source. And I'm just here to tell you today that Jesus and Jesus alone is the source that we need to be plugged into. We try and plug our life into so many different things, don't we? We try and make it on our own. We try and plug into our own accomplishments. We try and plug into our, our own pedigree. We try and plug into uh, how much money we have in the bank and what kind of job that we have and the amount of followers we have on Instagram. And we try and plug into our looks and we try and plug into just our physique. We try and just, just make our life happen on our own. Try and plug into the opinion of, of other people, hoping that if enough people approve of us, the world will begin to see us and we'll begin to shine bright. But that's just not the case, everybody. That's just not the case. We need to be plugged into not just a source, but the right source. And his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. We got to be plugged in to a source. We need to be plugged in to the right source. I love the verse. It says that he is the light of life. He's the source. And if we follow him, we are connected to him. We have the light. We have the light. Here's my second thought today. You've got the power. I know you all want to sing it. I've got the power. Hey, come on. One, two, three. That was weak, everybody. Come on. One, two, three. I've got the power. Come on, somebody. Put your hands in. Hey, one, two, three. I've got the power. Come on, one more time. I've got the power. Come on, give God some praise, somebody. We just had a praise break up in church. That was awesome. <laughs> we need to do some more gospel music up in here, I think, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I need, to hear, I need you to know today, not only... Is Jesus the source, but we've got access to that source. Like, wouldn't it, wouldn't it suck? Let's just be honest. Wouldn't it suck if, if God was like, hey, I'm what you need to shine bright, but you can't get to me? Oh, that would be the worst. But here's what my Bible says. It says that when Jesus died on the cross, that the veil or what stood between us and having intimate, close access to the power was torn. It, it, it was gotten rid of. So what does that mean? It means that right now, today, I have access to the power that I need to shine bright. Listen to this verse in Romans. And if the spirit, or what I would like to say in parentheses, if the power of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also restore to life your mortal bodies. Through what? Through his spirit, his power that dwells in you. Did you catch that? His power isn't far off. It dwells inside you. Did you catch that? What does that mean? It means we have access. 
It's not a higher truth that we have to elevate our mind and maybe one day I can ascend to this level of thinking and understand the depths of who God is and then and only then will I have the power if I just memorize all of my Bible, if I just show up to church every single Sunday. Are those things good? Yes, they are, sure. But we need to recognize that we already have him on the inside of us. He's close. He's accessible. Meaning what? You can walk into your workplace on Monday singing, I've got the power. Wait. One, two. I've got the power. You can walk into your school. You can walk onto your campus. You can walk onto your part-time job. You can walk into the library. You can take the TCC. You can do any, you can walk and think, I have the authority and the power of Jesus accessible to me. Meaning I can shine bright. I can shine bright. Listen, and it's not just like semi-power. The Bible says that it is power that brought a dead man back to life. It is the power that opened up blind eyes. It is the power that fed 5,000 people with a little lunchable snack pack. That is the power that we can walk in authority knowing I got the power. Meaning that, man, we should not be ashamed when we hear our coworkers saying, man, I'm just, I'm having a really hard time. My, my kids be like, man, I've got some power, I've got some authority to say, I'm going to pray for you right now. What would it look like for you to walk in to wherever you find yourself tomorrow morning, walking in and knowing that you've got the power of the living God who does the... You are powerful. God above it all. You do miracles. Listen, that is the power that dwells on the inside of you. Don't be timid. Don't be ashamed that the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Dwells in you. You've got the power. You've got the power. And I love that the power is, is accessible to all. Can you throw up that picture for me? All the different light bulbs. Come on, aren't you thankful? The same power that energizes a skinny light bulb energizes a not-so-skinny light bulb. They're like, it's, they're all powered by electricity, meaning what? You don't have to pretend to be anybody that you're not to have access to the power that God's given you. You don't have to look like anybody on this stage. You don't have to look like anybody on Instagram. You don't have to sound like anybody. You don't have to have the same color skin as anybody. You have got the power on the inside of you. Man, oh man, the amount of times I have preached a sermon pretending and wishing that I looked like that one preacher on Instagram. Oh, the amount of times I've compared my marriage to some YouTube couple You don't have to pretend to be anything other than who God created you to be. God has given you all that you need. And then it says, if you are a child of God, that's what I believe. If you're a child of God, you've got the spirit of God on the inside of you. Meaning what? You've got the power. You've got it. Don't doubt it. You've got it. Don't be ashamed of it. You've got it. Don't be timid. You've got it. You've got it. The power. It's not about the bulb. It's not about just how it looks like. It's about the source. It's all about the power source. It's all about the power source. Get connected to the right thing, and you'll shine brighter than you ever thought. You, you will 
you will accomplish more than you ever thought possible. Love that verse that Kayla said. Beyond your wildest dreams. Ephesians says, above, beyond anything you could ask, think, or imagine. What does that tell me? If you can dream it up, it's not big enough. Think about that. If you can think it up on your own, it's not big enough. It's beyond anything we could ask, think, or imagine. Beyond it. Get plugged in. Acknowledge, man, I can't do it on my own. I need Jesus as my source. Recognize, I got it on the inside of me. I've got the power. When you begin to believe those things, believe that God will set you up. God will show you how bright you can shine. And God will do above and beyond anything you could ask, think, or imagine. It's so, it's so crucial. It's so crucial that we all shine bright. It's so crucial that we do that. Why? Man, because the world is such a dark place. See, a lot of the time, a lot of the time, the world actually kind of looks like this. We're going to cut the lights. That was a cue. <laughs> world looks like this. Jane, can you turn on your flashlight for me? This is what it looks like when we choose to shine all on our own. Okay? It's pretty good. You can kind of see. You all look a little, I can't really tell who's who. The, the room looks one way. It's pretty good. Like Jane is accomplishing something on her own. But what happens when we all pull out our phone and we all turn on our flashlight? Come on, everybody, grab your, I'm allowing you to pull out your phone in church. Come on, everybody, pull them out, turn on your flashlight, and wave it at, like you're at a Shawn Mendes concert. <laughs> Look how much more we accomplish when we choose to shine together. Look how much more we are doing. Look how much brighter we shine because we are choosing, man, I'm not going to just shine bright on my own, but I'm going to shine bright with those people seated around me. We can get the lights back on. Thank you so much for pulling out your phone. I'm here to tell you this today. My third and final thought is we shine brightest together. We accomplish more together. We can accomplish, like, we can accomplish something on our own. We can accomplish anything together. I'm going to say that one more time. We can accomplish some things on our own, but we can accomplish anything together. We can accomplish anything. We shine brightest together. I love this verse in Leviticus. Five of you shall chase a hundred. And a hundred of you shall chase 10,000. And your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. Now, I'm not great at math. But what my Bible is saying is that we are five times more. And it's not limited to that. But in this case, they were five times more effective when they chose to do it together. You ever tried to lift something really heavy on your own? All the men are like, yeah, with groceries every week. You know, the like one trip mindset, you're trying to do it, right? Just me? Okay, cool. That's fine. You know, I think of Pastor Brent, I think of the, the guest service desk we just got rid of out in the lobby. That thing was heavy. Heavy. No way I could have lifted that on my own. Absolutely impossible. But when a couple of us did it, 
we were able to accomplish a lot more together. I think it's, this is a, a cultural thing. We're out trying to live life on our own. We're more connected than ever, sure. I also believe that we are lonelier than ever. The thing about the social network is that we don't know how to be social anymore. I think more than ever, everybody is trying to, I'm gonna build my brand, I'm gonna get this amount of followers, I'm gonna, don't need anybody, don't need my family, don't need my friends, I'm just gonna do me, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna be me. You can accomplish some things like that, but if you wanna be a part of the impossible, if you wanna be a part of something that is world changing, I'm just suggesting, let's do it together. Let's not just try and shine, bright on our own, but let's try and shine bright together. This is why we are pushing groups so hard at our church right now, because we believe that God has called all of us to shine, but we want to shine together so that we can make the most impact in our city, in our world, and in your life. You ever felt like your life is dark? You ever felt like you just have no hope, you have no peace? It's not on you. You don't have to try and experience the light and the love of God on your own. But get around a couple other people who have that light shining, and all of a sudden, man, you're going to begin to experience more joy, more peace, more community. Oh, guys, we need each other. Guys, I need you. And you need me. Turn to your neighbor. Say, I need you. Turn to your second choice. Say, I need you. You know what we should be saying to the church down the road? We need you. Mississauga needs us. Milton, Brampton, Oakville, Etobicoke, Mississauga. Sure, it needs me. But what does it need? It needs me with a crew. <laughs> it needs me not in a row, but in a circle. It needs me to be in a place where I can open up and take the mask off and say, guys, this is who I am, really. Would you help me shed some light on what maybe I'm struggling with right now? And what happens is that when we gather all of our lights, gather all of our purposes together, is that the atmosphere begins to look different. Our city begins to look different. Groups is not a trendy thing that we're trying. You need it. You might not think you need it. Let me tell you, you need it. I need it. Why? Because we can't accomplish anything on our own. And God didn't call us to do that. I love that God called the disciples multiple, a group. Man, community is everything, and this is why. Community, we can, create, we, can, we can accomplish more in the context of community. We can shine brighter in the context of community. And it's because this community creates a space for conversation. There needs to be a space where we can open up, take off the mask, say, this is what I'm going through. These are my questions about my faith. This is where my marriage is actually kind of struggling a little bit. And it creates a conversation because watch, we're constantly in a conversation with culture. Do you know that? 
You are constantly in a conversation with the news, with Instagram, with Pinterest. You are constantly in a conversation with a world that is trying to tell you, this is how you have to live. This is who you have to be. This is what your marriage has. This is what your house. This is what your bank account. This is what your retirement plan needs to look like. Some of those things, they're not bad. I'm not hating on any of that. But rather than a culture conversation, what we need to be having is a Jesus conversation. Parents, if you didn't know, we sent an email out. I don't know if you opened it, but we sent an email out. And we're changing how we're doing youth. Why? Not because it's, again, not because it's a trendy thing to do. Not because it's easier on us. Because it's not. Because we believe that we need to create more spaces for teenagers to engage in a Jesus conversation. Because it is there and only there that they can take off the mask, find freedom, and discover the light on the inside of them and recognize, oh, I don't have a, it's not just me on my own, but I've got people in my city, more students in my city. It's a conversation we need to have. I love Jesus because Jesus didn't always just preach to the multitudes, but he also engaged in conversation. You know what I love about Jesus? Let me be a youth pastor for a second. He chose to engage in conversation with teenagers. Hormonal, pubescent, acne-faced teenagers who didn't have it all together. He chose to anoint David, who was most likely a young teenager. And... Again, let me preach as a youth pastor. If you look back at history, man, where the youth go, history follows. And I just have it deep in my heart that God has called the young students and the teenagers and the young people of Mississauga, of the GTA, to rise up and to shine bright and to glow and to make a difference in this world. But the world can look different because we chose to engage in a Jesus conversation. Because we chose not to shine bright on our own, but to shine together. And as a church, let me just tell you, it does not stop when you're a teenager. This whole thing about God's purpose is for you to shine. Again, it's not a career choice. You may have been a Christian for 40 years. You're like, Tyler, I'm a, I'm a banker. Cool. While you're actually on this planet is to be a light. Purpose is bigger than a career. We've boiled it down to that. We made it simple. No. No matter who you are, no matter how old you are, no matter what job you have, no matter what your family has, does, look like, your purpose is to shine. God's purpose for you is to shine. Why don't you guys bow your heads and close your eyes really quick. Thank you for your support. If you want to connect with us, you can find us online at thecitychurch.ca.